Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. So when you're in a bad mood, it really can be easy to snap at your spouse. And before you know it, you've dropped a mean comment. And now there's a heated argument and things are going to spiral out of control. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, the head of our marriage department here. And um, how can we be honest about what many would consider a negative emotion within us? How do we do that without being rude or, or snarky or, in my case, I'm so often condescending? Well, I think the the first clue that we have to pay attention to is it, it, when in those moments when we're being rude or condescending, if we can start to train our minds to recognize that what's going on is I'm shut down. In the moment that I'm shut down, I'm more likely to be rude. I'm going to say condescending things. I'm going to be critical. I'm going to do things that 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 I, that's not who I want to be, and that's not how I want to act towards Aaron. So if we can learn over time just to recognize if I'm snapping, if I'm being rude, if I'm being critical, to go, whoa, I'm shut down. Anytime that, that, that I'm shut down, I, I should never try to engage Aaron. That is the most unloving thing that I could mm. possibly do. I'm just not at a place that I'm really ready to share how I'm feeling, much less care about how she's feeling. And and that's why we spend a lot of time training couples that that before you have a conversation with your spouse that that's you know that that's a harder conversation you need to make sure that you've spent some time with the lord that your heart is open that you're prepared that you're ready that you've got some insight into what was going on for you all of that prepares you yeah and, and then you approach them very different and i guarantee you're not going to be rude you're not going to be critical God's love then is flowing through you when you're open. That's the value of dealing with you first before your spouse. Well, and there's even times that you do that and you step back and you reflect and what am I really feeling? And, you know, how does this play into my history and on and on? What am I thinking? And it's just there's times that you're going to really settle into that and you're going to realize I don't really need to have a conversation at all. Or maybe I do. And now that I know what's going on, I know what I actually want to talk about. And it can make such a difference in how we approach these difficult moments. So look inside. And if you've been spending most of the time building the argument or recognizing on your spouse, yeah, recognizing what they did, then it's probably not time yet to have that conversation. Deal with you. Well, Josh and Christy Straub are back with us again, and they're so candid about how they've worked through some conflict. And here they are now with Focus President Jim Daly. Sometimes in marriage, those idiosyncrasies, those moments where a little bit of a chip has been knocked off of your love rock, (laughs) if I could say it that way, and then you begin to respond with, yeah, he's right, but you know what? I didn't like that anyway. That's just not right. And then, bam, you're into a conversation, Mm -hmm. an aggressive conversation, Uh where the edge is not so defined. Speak to that moment when a couple... You're just irritated, yeah. and you, you're tired of it. I, you know, if I want to look at my phone, I'm going to look at my phone. Okay, Josh, are you okay with that? <laughs> I now think that that's probably not... how I responded. Okay, I'm not. Oh, trust me. <laughs> yeah. But but speak to that yeah. moment where it's not. Ah, you're right. You got me. I'm so sorry. It is it, so seldom that it's okay. true. Yeah, it is most often. I mean, that is our first instinct as humans, is it not? Defend, Defend. ourselves. It is the truth. And you're attacking me, and I'm going to stand up for myself darn it. (laughs) And 
that's something that especially me I will say with just personality wise I I'm an I attack I do and so you're not unique in that uh, yeah <laughs> and um Josh is more passive aggressive we can we know that about one another at least um but those are very difficult things we've learned to I guess take a step back what what were you gonna say I was just gonna say yes because if I am aggressive I know what I'm gonna get back so I have to try to passively <laughs> help her understand where she's not doing a good job well and these things these are good things to know each other that's yeah. what we're describing I love the playfulness of this because if you can talk about it yeah. you're in a much better place but it's those years of erosion right and when you can no longer laugh about your differences where you can't be we I'm yeah. gonna be me that's why I think divorce courts are filled up because yeah. we just run out of patience with, yeah. with each other. If you think about it, if we had good communication skills, we had the, the long road in mind that we want to end life together. Mm. I want to be there for you, and I know you want to be there for me. Isn't that the most beautiful story? And what I, what I love is um, you know, the only other covenant relationship apart from marriage is, is the relationship that we have with our kids. And, and er, when you're raising kids, you're not getting mutual affection back and forth, right? <laughs> Definitely it's, not in the teen years. Right? Yeah, or, or the early years. I mean, you're just pouring in and you're pouring in and you're pouring in, yet your love for them grows. Yeah. You certainly don't, there's moments you don't like your kids, but your love continues to grow and it continues to grow. And I think the same thing in the context of marriage, when we press into some of those negative emotions mm -hmm. and we call them out on the table, um, and again, doing it sensitively, but also being able to just say, hey, I'm feeling sad or but being able to use emotion and pressing into those emotions over time. We might not like each other in certain moments, but when that's resolved, we know that that conflict, when it's resolved in a healthy way, it builds intimacy over time. Yes. And your love for that person deepens. And that's a greater feeling than just liking somebody. So true. And that's where you get to the we, which is the whole point of the conversation today. This has been fantastic. I so appreciate your vulnerability in there. Christy, thanks for your tears Aww. about what, when you said that, I felt it when you said, I just want to be known. Um, my heart went out to you as, and I'm thinking of Jean. You know, I could hear Jean easily saying that to me at different moments of our marriage. So thank you for expressing mm -hmm. that. And uh, let's face it, marriage is difficult. Um, Human relationships are tough. It's mm -hmm. been true since Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we've got to relax a little and want and desire to be we instead of me. But only the Spirit of God is going to pull you in that direction. It will not be your flesh. It will not be your own nature. Mm -hmm. And it certainly isn't the nature of the enemy of our soul. He wants to divide us. That's right. Especially Christian marriages. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for you guys being here talking about this today. And uh, I hope people have benefited today. Well, Greg, go ahead and speak to the husband who, as you shared a few episodes ago, does not want to have that heart-to-heart -heart conversation with his wife because all of a sudden i got to deal with feelings and I don't want to deal with feelings. It's important, though, that he does push through and engage. What are some starting points? I would say look at Christ as our model. So as Christ's followers, I want to be like him. And when I think of a compassionate warrior, I think of Christ. That's a man that I really want to to learn from and model my life after. And one of the best stories, my favorite stories in the Bible, is when Christ is visiting the family, 
of Lazarus who had died. So Lazarus was Christ's really good friend. So Lazarus has died. He gets to the family. He finds them weeping, wailing, grieving. What's so interesting, though, about the story is that Christ ultimately raises Lazarus from the dead. So he solves this problem in the coolest, most awesome way ever. Yeah, it's a, it's a miracle that is unmatched. Yeah, yeah. Talk about for someone who loves solutions, like that's the ultimate solution. And so it, it's always intrigued me. Christ knew he was going to raise him from the dead. Why didn't when he got to the family, he just kind of gathered them all up and went, hey, shh, <laughs> give me five minutes. Okay, stop crying for five minutes because I'm about to do something that's yeah. going to blow your mind. He didn't. What does he do? It's the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. What Christ models is that before people care about what you know or how you're going to solve something, they want to know that you care. And and he did such a great job of, of going for their heart, going after the emotions, joining them in their grief, just being present. He, he obviously didn't have to say anything. He just was there with them. That's who I want to be like. Okay. People don't care what you know. They don't care how you're going to solve it. They don't care if you've got the best thing to enlighten them so that their pain goes. They don't care about any of that. They want to connect around their heart. They want you to care. So for that husband, I'm saying that's your opportunity is that be like Christ in that moment. Go after her pain. Go after her heart. Go after the emotions because that's ultimately what's going to connect you anyways. It's not going to be your clever solution or whatever list that you're going to come up with of what she could do differently. Okay. It's well, going I, to be I hear the you, but what do you mean go after her heart and go after her emotions? Yeah, How do I, I do that? I mean, simply it's exhausting. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. You don't have to know anything. All you have to be is present. So give her eye contact. Just Just sit with her. The, the empath- how, how about speaking back to her, what you're wondering? So do Definitely. I hear you feeling? You could be curious yeah. going, you know, I, I, I know you're hurting right now. What, you know, I, I imagine you're feeling this or that. I'm sorry to laugh, but I'm just thinking of a time when I looked at Dean and I said, it seems like you're angry. And of course, the eruption back to me was, <laughs> of course I'm angry. Yeah. Because I had done something really stupid. And you got to fight through that because yeah. she may react because of the pain she's experiencing, but just just be there. I love empathy is just saying to someone, I don't have all the answers. I'm just going to sit with you, and I'm so glad that you're sharing these feelings yeah. with me. And, and that that is one of the most powerful gifts, and it's hard. I know when Aaron is hurting, again, I, I love her so much that I want to alleviate that pain, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to see her do that. But I've learned but over first, the years. Yeah. I mean, I've just learned that that sh- we will connect deeper when I just care. Yeah, and I'm present with her. That's good advice. I appreciate that. And maybe this is striking a nerve for you. Um, if so, let us uh, hear from you. I mean, give us a call and talk to one of our phone reps, or um, ask if you really uh, need to go deeper to talk to one of our counseling team members. And uh, the number is 800, the letter A in the word family. And then uh, there's a great book that Greg and Aaron have written that we're making available today when you donate to the ministry of Focus on the Family. Help us help marriages around the world. Uh, Donate either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, and we'll send Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets for a Lifelong Romance, as our way of saying thanks for joining the support team. 
Details for uh, these and other resources are in the show notes. We'll hear next time about your family of origin and how that influences your marriage relationship. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the rest of the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.